skipped doing the podcast yesterday and I am extremely sorry about that. But the reason is that I was spending almost all day to build a website for the podcast. That's so awesome because I like it a lot to build websites. So go to pdwmy.com, I guess, something like that, and enjoy it. The best website you'll ever see. And I am absolutely sure about that. I was reflecting on my communication skills during today, and I came up with a new idea how to become a better communicator. I have the problem that when somebody is asking me a question, I don't directly answer the question. I often first go in a different direction to explain maybe something about the circumstances or how I came to my conclusion. And then even from time to time, I forget to actually answer the question. So I have two new rules. Number one is to answer the question directly. First thing is to answer the question in as few words as somehow possible. And then if you see that the person that was answering, asking the question is not happy with the answer, then you can explain why you think it's yes or no or maybe. And I hope that will help me a little bit. And I see that I already told you about rule number two. So rule number one is answer it directly. Don't explain first and then answer. So first answering and then explaining. And the second rule is to answer it in as few words as somehow possible. So, for example, if your boss is asking you, what do you think about the concept for Project C? And then you answer, I think it's a good project. Because when you read it, you get the feeling that uh, it will actually be worth it. That's it. That's an answer. Huh? But your explanation why you think that's a good project could also be way longer or even worse. You could first say something like, so your boss is coming and he or she is asking, what do you think about the paper um, for project C? And then you say, you know, when I was reading it, I saw there are many things on the plus side, but also a few downsides to the project. So the calculation about the return on investment, I'm not really sure about it. But in the end, mm, I think it's a good project. So do you really think to sum it up in the end and to say that you think that it's a good project? And do you not lose yourself maybe in what you try to explain and do you actually have a decent structure to give a good answer? And can you can just come up with a good structure um, for your answer for such a more or less open question? And if the boss is asking, do you think it's a good paper for Project C? And then maybe he expects a short answer in the sense of, yeah, I think it's a good paper. 
because it's a yes or no question. Do you think it's a good paper? And you can say, yeah, I think it's a good concept for the project. I think there are some good ideas in there, so we can go that way. But I tend to go way more into it. I then first explain why I think it's a good paper and why, what you could might improve. But I go, I give way too long answers, so I should shorten them up. And if the boss is asking me something to the extent of, um, can you explain a little bit further? Because I, I saw there are some things in there that I don't like that much. Then you can go into detail, but don't go into detail if you're not asked about details. I would say that's my, yeah, that's my goal for the next few days. I guess it's different from person to person. I also know people there they are constantly just giving short answers and you have them so many questions, especially when you go for lunch, for example, and they never ask question back. So it's very hard to make conversation. That's also not good. So it's again the balance, but well, I try to shorten my answers. And if I get uh, asked a question, I gonna respond to it directly and give my answer first. And then later I gonna explain if I explain if I think it's necessary. Yeah, that's a good rule. Let's um, have that as a goal for tomorrow. Huh? And again, I realize how hard it is to actually stick to a certain structure in that podcast because in the last episode I said that I first want to talk about the goals that I set for myself for today and then talk about random stuff and then in the end go to set some goals tomorrow. So once more, I did not stick to that. Very bad. But we can always improve. So let's talk about the beer of the evening. Today it's a brew dog alcohol sweet nanny state. A hoppy ale. United we stand for better beer. Well... I don't know what to say about it. it. It's not a lager, I guess, but it's quite dry, I would say. So, not really my type. Okay, and about my goals. Of course, I was procrastinating about writing the landlord. Very bad. Distracted Dan, very bad. Sorry about that. And I wanted to do a quick workout yesterday. I did that, so that's great. I did not spend time working on the NGO website or uh, writing the book because I was mainly focused on building the website because I just like building websites. And then I get in my focus zone and I do nothing else. So it was a day well spent, I would say. It was a lot of fun. And today I want to talk about a relevant investment concept that came back to mind recently. So I once talked about the mosaic theory, as far as I remember. 
And tonight I want to talk about a different concept. So it's not a recommendation or anything. I guess I should mention that. So I don't recommend anything regarding to investments. And why do I not? Because uh, you cannot recommend anything over a podcast. That's not a good idea because it's always depending on the risk return profile of the person that is investing, the horizon, many other factors, many other variables, your goals and stuff like that, that you should take into account because you, before you do an investment. But one thing that I want to talk about is from the area of behavioral finance. I like that area because it's all about stuff that it's not super intuitive, but when you learn about it, somehow makes sense. There is, there are certain biases. So stuff that people do, but are maybe not that good if they, they are doing it when they are investing. So one famous um, concept from behavioral finance is loss aversion. If you lose $10, it feels way worse than when you win $10. Or no, I should phrase it differently. So if you lose uh, $10, you get very, very sad. But if you win $10, you only get very happy, but not very very happy so it's always worse to lose something than to to then the positive feeling that you get from winning well maybe not always but today i want to talk about familiarity bias and i see quite often that people are investing um, a higher percentage in their own country so if they are investing for example into let's say a hundred different companies maybe 70 or 80 are from the country uh, are in or are domiciled in the um, country where they are living in or maybe let's say 60 percent of the overall investment will go into companies that are in the in the country where they are living in I don't know about the exact percentages but I think people should reflect more regarding that familiarity bias does it really make sense if you're probably living in a small country to invest you know 40 or 50 percent of your assets into companies that are from that um, from that country, are you diversifying enough if you do that? Should you not think more global and then maybe also invest in other countries? Of course, there are always certain countries that you might not want to invest in. Different reason, maybe the political system or you don't like the country or I don't know. I guess there are many reasons and Maybe it looks good on the paper, so if you analyze your investments and then you come up with a certain volatility and some return expectations and you calculate everything and then in the end it tells you, yeah, that's a 
sound investment, uh, well diversified, but did you actually really reflect enough on that familiarity bias? Because it just feels safe to invest in company and in names that you actually know and that you recognize. Well, I guess everybody should reflect on that a little bit. And whenever somebody is asking me what they should invest in, I always say, well, I don't know. <laughs> because I don't know your goals in life. If you need cash in five years, it's a whole different story than when you need the cash in, let's say, 40 years. Then your horizon is way longer. And then the products that you should invest into or the instruments are way different. I don't know how... You well, you can handle risk. Can you handle if you invest, for example, $10,000 that by the end of the year you only have $6,000 left and you maybe have to wait until um, the economy turns around and, and maybe in 40 years you have 20000 Well, Nobody knows about them. Well, so I don't give investment advice. So I just posted my goals for tomorrow on Twitter, so I can read it tomorrow and I can remember. So first is prioritize Conzi's uh, answer. So respond briefly, elaborate only if needed. Second, do a workout. And third, dedicate one hour each to important paper one and important paper two at work. That's it. Good goals. And tonight you don't get uh, some recommendation. Instead, you get a movie recommendation. So I found out today that Expendables 4 is coming out this week. So I hope I will go this Saturday to the movies with my body first steak and beer and then maybe we go watch the movie and then afterwards we go for cigars and uh, shipping bourbon yes he was not able to come last um, Saturday sadly so I hope we can do that this Saturday and combine it with that I'm absolutely sure that it's going to be an excellent movie. Very much looking forward to it. And do you have a great evening or lunch or afternoon or morning or whatever? All the best to you.